You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Welcome to Podcast PXN episode 134, where these players share the experience on the gaming news live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. I'm one of your hosts, Roshan, aka Roro. Joining me today is Kentucky's number one Spartan, Daniel Prindle, and video essayist, and the host of Large Popcorn, Christian Macias. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. I'm meanwhile I'm going insane. Oh, what's wrong? What's going on? Oh, thank you for asking. Bro, <laughs> uh, I found out last night that there is a Facebook group for my 10-year high school reunion and oh. I don't I don't know how to feel about this. So. You're not going? Oh, I mean, of course I'm going to go, but I okay. feel just thinking about <laughs> Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> right. Choo choo choo. Have I done enough? Well. <laughs> Big thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. The topic of the show this week is Nintendo, and more specifically, the speculation of an imminent Switch upgrade, an upcoming remaster, and maybe a little bit more. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. And before we even get there, we've got a satiated appetite, get a little appetizers going, so let's get some quick bites first. The first quick bite should be a news story yeah i was gonna say kingdom... i was surprised you had that in your quick bite <laughs> i didn't know how much you guys cared about kingdom hearts 4 so i put it in here if we can go deeper into it i i am all for it but mm. kingdom hearts 4 has been announced as a part of the 20th anniversary celebration of kingdom hearts uh the franchise celebrated uh earlier this week uh or late last week i guess it was sunday in japan but monday for us or something like that. Anyways, Square Enix and Disney announced that Kingdom Hearts 4, the newest installment in their beloved RPG series, is in early development and also revealed a brand new mobile game, Kingdom Hearts Missing Link. When I saw this, I lost my shit. I was so <laughs> excited. I'm hoping that it's not going to be another 10-year development cycle like Kingdom Hearts 3 was and we could see it a little bit sooner, but I am hyped for Kingdom Hearts 4. Dan, did you also wake up to this and think that that mobile game was Kingdom Hearts 4? And you're like, well, hold on a minute. This, 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 <laughs> this can't be Kingdom Hearts 4. And you scrub through the trailer and like, oh, this isn't Kingdom Hearts 4 either. What's going on? And you finally get to the trailer. And there it is. I think the most confusing part between Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy is the, the names are, you know, Final Fantasy whatever, 15 they're on or whatever, and Kingdom Hearts 4. Then there's way more games than that in the franchise. Right, 1.2? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Something yeah. like that. There's a lot. There's a lot. No, they have that in common, I guess, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, they, where they have more games and they're actually numbered. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, some eagle-eyed fans have also noticed that there are hints of a Star Wars uh, world tease in the trailer, and it's also possible, though maybe a little bit more unlikely, that there might be some Marvel characters showing up in these mm-hmm. games since this game would be in development post-Disney and Marvel coming together as one so that's exciting as well does that get you excited bro the potential for star wars uh not well yeah a little bit the star wars definitely but marvel even more even more Mm -hmm. so but getting star wars finally and this would be awesome there could be some really cool battles that they can do uh with uh, the star wars characters that would that would be pretty cool like sora going up against darth vader like (laughs) that'd be pretty sweet um but yeah moving on to our next oh you're just gonna move on huh no, if you got something to say, 
I, I want to hear it. No, I guess I, no. I guess I don't. I, okay. <laughs> I will say like Kingdom yeah. Hearts three. I played the demo of that game and I was actually like impressed with it. Like I've never played any of the other Kingdom Hearts games. And I was like, man, I may pick this up. I, of course, I didn't end up picking it up, but the demo is <laughs> a lot of fun. So, yeah, this is cool for Kingdom Hearts fans. Definitely. I've realized that it's just I'm never going to get into it. I tried once yeah, and it's, it, the ship sailed forever. Sorry. Was it was it the story or was like the gameplay not fun either? It was, it was everything. It I didn't everything. like the gameplay. I didn't like the story that much. Yeah, that's fair. I'm glad I, I jumped ship because I know some insane stuff about that trilogy. Or, <laughs> there's, there's all kinds. Of, yeah, but yeah, I I wonder if I would like it now. It's it's like a series that I've grown up with, so I have that like attachment to it uh, since I was a kid, and I do wonder if like if I jumped into it later, if I would love it as much as I do. But I guess we'll never know. I have uh, one question before you move on. Yes. How did you feel about, because I found out about this last week. I didn't think it was real. It turns out it was. How do you feel about Kingdom Hearts 3, where they included the entirety of Let It Go in the Frozen World? Uh, I thought it was a lot. <laughs> I didn't think they needed to do that. I wasn't mad at it, though. I was, I was yeah. there enjoying it. I know people were kind of upset about it. Uh, if anything, honestly, I was surprised, I think, at the time that they just had the entire thing just, just go and that they could do that. More so that Disney let them do that. But, uh... It was weird. Definitely weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No problem. Uh, moving on to our next story. The NVIDIA leak was right again. Uh, uh, Square Enix has officially announced Kingdom Hearts 4, which is a notable event unto itself, but it's also yet another example of the 2021 NVIDIA GeForce Now leak providing some accurate information. That's because Kingdom Hearts 4 was among the dozens of titles listed in the GeForce Now database that leaked in 2021. Uh, the fact that Kingdom Hearts 4 is a real game doesn't mean all the leaked games are genuine and will be announced or released, but it's an intriguing development all the same. Uh, in terms of unannounced games in the leak that proved to be real, Kingdom Hearts 4 is joined by God of War PC and the GTA remasters uh, that came with the GTA trilogy, the Definitive Edition. Uh, the League mentioned Street Fighter 6 and Crisis 4, which both have also been officially revealed. Uh, the list of games that are also included in the video leak are as follows Gear 6, Dragon Dog- Dragon's Dogma 2, Titanfall 3, Tekken 8, Monster Hunter 6, Final Fantasy 9 Remake, and a remaster of the Half Life 2. Uh, game none of these games have officially been announced but holy hell that's a list of games if that's what we are to expect if the nvidia's uh track record continues to be a good one so that's pretty crazy i have to spend time on this um one one game that was uh, omitted from this list is also bioshock 2022 which i think was Uh, listed uh, right was that listed on the nvidia I, I i think so 2022. 2022. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was Bioshock 2022. <laughs> uh, I could have that date wrong, but Bio- Bioshock was certainly on that list. What's yeah, I, funny to me? Sorry, go ahead, Ro. No, I was just saying I don't have the full list, so that that could be that could be true. I just don't know. Um, I'll I'll look it up as I talk. Okay. Um, what's funny is that to me when I read this list of games that like th- there's a crazy amount of games that like turns out oh this league might be real, and yet when I look at the like the games still left like. Specifically, Titanfall three, um, and then uh, if I'm including Bioshock as well, that still doesn't seem plausible to me. Like I, I still am like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm extremely doubtful of this, especially the way like Respawn talks about Titanfall. Like I know they say that the universe isn't dead, but everything they do speaks um, to the complete opposite, right? They're they're focused on their, their other projects instead, they, and they're they're a busy company. So I don't see how Titanfall three could have like 
a team working on it. Maybe down the line eventually, but for it to be already listed on NVIDIA, I still think is, is too much for me. But like, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Even Dan? even like Gear 6, Gear 6 is still many years away because uh, the coalition has been open in saying like it's going to take them a lot longer for this iteration with them working on Unreal Engine stuff. So yeah, I, who knows, I guess. Uh, but I, it would be awesome to see Titanfall 3, but do I think it's happening? Uh, I don't know. Confirmed uh, on that leak is Bioshock 2022. There's also another Bioshock project, which is Bioshock RTX Remaster. Oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, a crazy list of games. I mean, they've been right uh, about four, but I guess it would be five now. Um, yeah, yeah, I think five is is how much they've gotten correct. But at the same time, it's a it's a huge list of games, so. If they're right about everything, that'll be honestly surprising. And Titanfall 3, like you're saying, Half-Life Remastered, those are some ones that are like, huh, I don't know about that. And 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 what Dan was saying about Gear 6, yeah, all of that seems a little crazy. But honestly, Kingdom Hearts 4 seemed crazy to me to be announced so sure. right now. But And, and that, that got announced, so who's to say? Um, but yeah, Titanfall 3 is definitely the one that sticks out to me the most as being Listen, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if, it happen- if it happened, I would love to be wrong. Yeah. For sure. Moving on to our next quick bite, Nintendo and Sony are updating their subscription renewal systems. Both Nintendo and Sony are changing their online subscription renewal systems following an investigation from the UK government. The changes essentially make it harder for people to unknowingly pay money towards PlayStation Plus and Nintendo Switch Online, as reported by GameIndustry.biz. After the UK's comp... Uh, Competition and Markets Authority launched an investigation into automatic renewal practices. Sony will contact customers who haven't used the service in a long time to show them how to cancel their PS Plus subscription. If users neither cancel themselves nor return to the service, Sony will uh, stop taking payments altogether. Nintendo, on the other hand, will no longer have automatic renewals set as the default options when customers sign up with Nintendo Switch Online, meaning they will have to manually activate the feature themselves. Um, I think that's great. Awesome. <laughs> Make it harder for them to take my money. I am all for it. Yeah, I, I want to chime in real quick. That I, I yeah. love protecting consumers like this because I don't know if a law like this could happen in the U.S. And if it did, it wouldn't for quite some time because it feels like pretty much anti-consumer here. Like, where, yeah. you know, the companies are, are out like predatorizing for our money. Like, I have no idea. Like, I have to manually keep track of what stuff I have automatic payments for because otherwise, like, I just don't get notifications anymore for, for this kind of stuff. So, the thing that happened yeah. in the video game space, I think, is really cool in the UK. Yes. Definitely. Uh, another PlayStation story. PlayStation users are reporting their digital classic games are expiring. As summarized by Kotaku, multiple users have reported that their PS1 classic version of Chrono Cross now displays a decades-old expiration date and will not boot after being downloaded. The issue coincides with the uh, release of a new Chrono Cross remaster uh, for modern consoles. However, the there is evidence that the problem extends to older games too. On social media, users have reported similar decades-old expiration dates, preventing them from playing games such as Final Fantasy VI, Run Factory Oceans, I think it's supposed to say Ruin Factory, but I think it it says Run Factory, and uh, Unit 13. One Reddit uh, user even claims their entire PS Vita library has has been made inaccessible. Uh, so, yeah, we've talked about uh, games preservation a little bit on the podcast or a lot on the podcast and how digital uh, games preservation, I guess, isn't really a thing. 
even though I, I, I I'm here for it and I want more companies to do it, but if it's digital, they could always take it away anytime they want to. And this is definitely a prime example of this. Uh, a lot of people have said that this could just be a bug and it could be fixed, but Sony themselves have not commented on the situation as of yet. You see the, the date that when you go to inspect like the um, expiration date of the game, it, it's set to um, December 31st, 1969. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it could, it could be a bug for all, for all I know, but... I I thought I saw, I was trying to find it while you were talking. I thought I saw uh, a little while ago somebody post that it was a bug that they fixed because um, okay. they posted screenshots, but I can't, I can't remember who posted it and I'm trying to find it. I can't find it, but I thought that somebody had posted that it was already fixed. Um, okay. Maybe I'm wrong though. Okay. So hopefully it has been fixed. Um, I'm not too sure. I haven't seen that post yet either. Um, but e either way, even if it has been fixed or it hasn't been fixed yet, it just shows how easy it is for us to lose access to yeah. games that we thought we owned, right? Um, but yeah, hopefully it has been fixed uh, at this time. And that's time. the craziest part, is that these people own the game. Yeah. <laughs> and they can't access it. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, one more Sony... Well, actually, this isn't the last Sony news. Another Sony news uh, that we got here, a little bit more entertainment-focused. Ghost of Tsushima movie scores a new writer, Takeshi Dosher. hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, screenwriter Takeshi Dosher, who is uh, credited for his work on Only and Hear Us, has been tapped to write the film adaptation of the 2020 Sony video game uh, Ghost of Tsushima adaptation, according to Deadline. Uh as announced uh, back in 2021, John Wick's Chad Stahelski, Stahelski, thank you, will direct the project. Um, I do have a question for both of you, real quick. With Uncharted like coming and going, how are you guys? How are your expectations for Ghost of Tsushima? A little bit higher or lower based on Uncharted, or do you think this is you could separate the two with the talent that they have backing it up now? Yeah, for me, it's higher because. First of all, I, I wanted to say that I didn't really quite care for Ghost of Tsushima, the game. I'll, I'll leave it at that, but the the people behind uh, the writing of the actual film, I think, is way more interesting and will lead to like stronger writing, specifically with um, shoot, I had his name up too, uh, Takashi. Uh, Takashi being like someone who has uh, written, like who has work that is critically acclaimed beforehand, even if he is like a relatively newer writer, I think it could be a pretty cool opportunity for him to adapt the game into a movie. But then also Chad, who I think Chad is fantastic in all the stuff he does, um, writer, director, um, and also stunt coordinator for like so many like big projects that always come out awesome. So I think it'll lead to a very great written story on Takashi's part with some cinematic, like great cinematic action sequences that that Chad is bringing to the table. So it should be a very cool adaptation. Yeah, like I don't know that much about the uh, the movie industry, so obviously Christian Christians, you know expose on that is fantastic i love to hear it uh but uh i think that like just in terms of like the the visual aesthetic i feel like ghost of tsushima has a better potential to like just look like a cool you know movie like a cool world to be in uh like uncharted obviously is a great game but like obviously when they translated it to a, a movie it was more just like an action like trope so to speak like it was just like a you know, insert action movie here uh, is what they were going for. So I feel like the, it has a chance to be a little bit more unique in that sense. Definitely. Uh, I, 
Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to update from your last story. So I found right. that dude. It was that same dude who tweeted out. He said that uh, yesterday um, they fixed it. And he says, confirm my copy of Chrono Cross to work on PS3 now. It does not take a re-download. Just launch the game while logged into PSN. And it appears the license updates in the background with no errors. So, yes, they did fix it. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. That's that good. is great news. Awesome. All right. Moving on to our next story, the Epic Metaverse. Epic Games has announced it has received a $2 billion investment into the Metaverse development, half of which comes from Sony. The PlayStation Maker, which is it's a funny way to describe Sony, but it is not wrong, <laughs> uh, which already has a minority interest in Epic, has thrown $1 billion at the Unreal and Fortnite developer to create, quote, new, uh, new social entertainment, exploring the connection between digital and physical world, worlds, end quote, according to a press release. The other billion comes from, in, from investment holding company Kirkby. Oh. Kirkby, nice. <laughs> Majority owner of the Lego Group. Last week, Epic announced a partnership with Lego to develop a family-friendly metaverse targeting children. The press release states that today's investment would bring Epic's estimate valuation to $3.5 billion. Uh, this is a quote from the Sony Group president, chairman, and CEO Kenchiro Yoshida, he says, as a creative entertainment company, we are thrilled to invest in Epic and deepen our relationships in the metaverse field, a space where creators can and users can share their time. Uh, we are also confident that metaverse, that Epic's, sorry, that Epic's expertise, including their powerful game engine, combined with Sony's technologies, will accelerate our various efforts, such as the development of new technology. Uh, of, of new digital fan experiences in sports and our virtual production initiatives. Sorry for butchering that quote there. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. The metaverse is something that I am still kind of cautious about, especially when the concept uh, seemed to be ignited by Facebook or, or I guess Meta and their version of the metaverse seems very, I guess, unappealing to say the least right now. But a company like Epic, maybe with that creative creativity can make something a little bit more out of it. But I mean, Fortnite's already like a mini metaverse uh, of sorts with all the crossovers and music and IPs that they have in their games. So maybe it's a good partnership, but the metaverse itself is something that I'm a, a little bit cautious about right now. Yeah. I think for me, first of all, insane that Sony quadrupled their original investment, right? Yeah. That's over a billion dollars now invested into Epic. That is throwing around insane amounts of money. But for me, when I, when I think of Epic's metaverse, I, I guess I hope rather than, than think is that they create kind of more interesting stuff when they say targeted for kids. When I when I thought when I read that, my first thing that I thought of was the Martin Luther King Jr. event that they had a while ago, which <laughs> on, on on paper was like That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good idea. The way its execution wasn't very good in my opinion, but like it is a great kind of first step in into getting more interesting things in their in their universe and like having it be educational. Think of the ways that like Minecraft is used for like across different classrooms for all these kinds of educational purposes. Yeah. So if they're in, investing that kind of money into more experiences like this that can be you know accessible for kids um, to learn in while still being educational, I think that kind of stuff could be very cool. I don't, I just don't know how, how they'll use it. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like all these companies making these metaverses, like what is that going to look like? Like. Are we going to have mm. like an Epic Metaverse, a Microsoft Metaverse? Or are we going to have all these Metaverses? I'm just like, <laughs> what is this? I don't, 
uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see like once it's actually finished, like to see it uh, in live action, I guess. Yeah, I, I like what Christian said about how they can maybe use it for learning stuff uh, or learning opportunities with kids. I remember a, a rare Ubisoft W was when they used the Assassin's Creed uh, engine uh, to do the Egypt yeah. thing. That was really cool uh, to help people learn about the history of, of that region. So that was cool. So hopefully Epic could do stuff similar to that and uh, some more fun experiences as well. That'd be cool. What are the what are the odds here um, that Fortnite in some capacity comes to PSVR too? Whoa. I don't know. I mean, with Sony backing them up as much as they are, it may be more possible than mm. <laughs> we thought. That'd be cool. If Fortnite in VR. Okay. See, looking at uh, like uh, <laughs> the virtual characters face to face kind of wild <laughs> could you Im- imagine how vomit inducing that would be like those crazy people who can build so quickly like jumping and building and like oh my They've god already got no build mode just keep build out you know what that's saying? true that's fine. true anyway i can't wait for among us vr <laughs> oh god that is a thing though right they're making that is that that's already into dev- wow yeah that'll be something <laughs> moving on to our next story sonic 2 gets s rank at the oh box God. office oh what happened and the leak came for uh there's an among us vr leak that uh dropped today so i'm gonna throw Ooh. this quick at the end Ooh. okay I'll awesome we will take a look at that sonic 2 gets an s rank at the box office uh-oh oh we Uh-oh. lost row <laughs> no i thought it was just me <laughs> it's not is just that, a great back? adaptation oh Sorry. hello oh you're back oh, you're back did i Oh, did I disappear for a second there? You did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, let me just start the news story over. Sorry about that. So, here we go. Sonic 2 gets an S rank at the box office. Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> 2 is not just a great adaptation. Game Informer gave it an 8.5 out of 10, but it also a record holder amongst video game movies. That's because it is the best opening weekend for any video game movie ever, coming first place at the movies after earning a $71 million at the do- domestic box office, as reported by Variety. With Sonic the Hedgehog 2's impressive $71 million haul, Sega and Paramount's video game adaptation beat out Sony and Marvel's Morbius and Michael Bay's Ambulance, which I heard did absolutely horrible. Ambulance, that's kind of sad. I Sonic the was how did you what did you think of it? I, it doesn't matter. It no. doesn't okay. Matter. <laughs> so I think I'll ask you after. So the Hedgehog two took the record in uh it now holds but uh, best opening weekend for the uh, video game movie from funding itself itself Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was the uh, was the past holder which had a fifty eight million opening weekend back in twenty twenty. Heck yeah. Go get him Sonic. You rule. Congrats. And now, and now the director wants to do a Super Smash movie. Yeah, I mean, if Nintendo plays nice, that'll that'll be something. I, I I'm always down for the idea, but to me, that just how do you make a Super Smash Brothers movie? Like, like what does that look like? I'm I'm down for it. I just who yeah. plays Master Hand? <laughs> Who's the VO? Yeah, voice oh, actor. Like, I have no idea. I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's fan a great cast, question. Fan cast, cast Man right now, bro. M- Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Literally God, Morgan Freeman. I feel like the craziest part of this news story is that this is the biggest opening weekend for Jim Carrey in his career, which I was like, what? With all of the movies he's ever done, like this is the biggest? That's kind of insane, actually. That is crazy. I mean, no one was like really fiending to go out and watch Ace Ventura 2, you know? <laughs> the Mask, which I love those movies, but yeah. If the rumors are true and Jim Carrey is uh, 
retiring from acting. He's going out with a bang, at least, box yeah. office-wise. Um, the next story we got here is Witcher 3 and next-gen updates have been delayed indefinitely. This is coming from the Witcher 3 Twitter account. Uh, we have, quote, we have decided to have our in-house development team conduct the remaining work on the next-gen version of Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. We are currently evaluating the scope of uh, of work to do or to be done and thus have to postpone the Q2 release until further notice. We'll update you as soon as we can. Thanks, you, for understanding. A uh, bit of a sad, sad situation that CD Projekt Red has found themselves in, but we will wait. Um until those come <laughs> that's I, I, all right i'd rather at this point rather anything cdpr release be delayed to delay. than <laughs> yeah. release prematurely absolutely and also a little bit of important context as well the team that was making it is saber interactive uh and their team was based out of russia so the reason why mm -hmm. it's being transferred to cdpr is because of the whole you know the issues going on with russia right now right that gives it a little bit more perspective. Okay. Yeah. All right. And moving on to a little bit of street meat here from none other than street meat's own Jeff Grubb. I mean, he doesn't work with us, but he is the source of a lot of our street meat uh, stories here. Um, he says that EA has currently abandoned plans for the next gen or for the current gen uh, versions of Need for Speed and now is only going to be next gen. So the next Need for Speed is reportedly just next gen only, despite them saying it is coming everywhere. Not wow. anymore. EA is Bro, like, nah. <laughs> you and I have very different definitions of current gen, Ro. I'll say that much. Right. <laughs> I still don't have PS5, so I'm like, this is the current gen. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, can't we call up our sponsor for Street Meat? What, what was their names? And, and get them to call Jeff Grubb, God. you know? We, we could. Get a direct source. <laughs> um, Christian, did you enter the Among Us leak? There? I have it right here for Street Meet at right at the okay. end. So, okay. because this is a rumor, and I'm reading from Game Rant. Um, there are, and I'm just, I just picked the top article. There are other ones, uh, all from the rumors, leaks, whatever you want to call it, from today, a few hours ago. Um, and so I'll pull from the middle of this article here. Uh, Among Us VR was announced as part of the 2021 Game Awards, though no release date or window was set at that time. However, a new alleged leak shared on stream, uh, sorry, ThemeDB says uh, the current stream Steam release date is set for November 10th, 2022. The site does point out, though, that this information could be wrong, and neither Shell Games nor Intersloth has made any official announcement. So, uh, big uh, grain of salt there, but we may be getting uh, Among Us VR this holiday season. Yeah, which I think would be very cool. Yeah, it's like a almost like a more intense, like just like chatting software. I don't know, like VR chat, except like intense because people are trying to murder you. And I don't yeah, know, what? A... And th there's already Among Us clones in uh, like Rec Room and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So gotta wait for Ro to come back now. There we. Go. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, so I didn't hear that story because like, my internet just crapped out for a second. <laughs> but uh, I I will talk to you guys about it later <laughs> then since you guys have already discussed it. Um, but yes, let's go ahead and jump right in to the PXN News of the Week. 
And guys, we're starting off with Activision. They are back in the news, making headlines, and you guessed it, it's not for anything good. The Activision Blizzard hits, hits just keep on coming. And the first of which, California governor interferes in support of Activision in the discrimination lawsuit. I'm reading from Eurogamer and uh, Bloomberg. The California Department of Fair Employment's ongoing harassment and discrimination lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, which accused the publisher of uh, fostering a, uh, quote, frat boy culture in which sexual harassment, assaults, and inappropriate behavior were able to thrive has taken another dramatic turn. A state of California lawyer involved in the lawsuit has resigned, accusing the state's governor of interfering in the case in support of Activision Blizzard. As reported by Bloomberg, the assistant chief counsel for California's Department of Fair Employment, Melanie Proctor, has quit her role in protest after California Governor's Gavin Newsom, quote, abruptly fired the agency's boss, chief counsel Janet Whipper. A representative for the two attorneys has uh, since confirmed the firing and resignation uh, to Bloomberg. Uh, the email uh, to the staff seen by the publication, Proc uh, sorry, let me start that over. In an email to staff seen by the publication, Proctor claimed Governor Gavin Newsom and his office had begun to, quote, interfere with the Activision lawsuit in recent uh, weeks. Quote, the office of the, of the governor repeatedly demanded advance notice of litigation strategy and of the next steps in the litigation, end quote, Proctor wrote. Quote, as we continued to win in state court, this interference increased, mimicking the interest of Activision's counsel, end quote. Critics have also pointed out that the $18 million was low for the company uh, as of Activision scale, and that Whipper, Whipper's department had Riot Games, Inc., a far smaller company, pay $100 million last year to settle its own discrimination lawsuit. So... Yeah, that is a lot to digest there. That, yeah, it, it just keeps on coming. What, what are your What are your guys's reaction to this part of the Activision news that we got going on here, Christian? Uh, I don't understand why Newsom is getting involved. That is, first of all, Newsom just sucks. Period. But like, <laughs> why? Why is this? Ha I I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Like the I, the more I kept reading about this, the more I'm like, why? Why is this anything Newsom needs to concern himself with? And above all, like, why are you choosing to side on the Activision side, which has, like, so many evidence against it? So much so that the, I think it was the Activision that was, like, shredding their own, like, evidence. And yes. Just, yeah. yeah. It's like, come come on, dude. What are, what are we doing here? And, like, it, it makes me almost nervous, pessimistic that any kind of good outcome that I was hoping for would actually happen now with literally the governor trying to, to get, you know, Activision to win, like, the, the state lawsuit. It's extremely depressing when when you want a, the right thing to happen, and then the powers that be, the people that we elect to you know represent us, um, choose business over 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 people. It's it's disappointing. Yeah, and like to kind of piggyback off of that as well. Like last week, there was the news story that a bunch of senators were trying to essentially block Microsoft's acquisition of Activision and what people don't understand in that are in that, you know, field, they don't, they don't understand like video games and what's going on in my opinion. So like, in my opinion, like the Microsoft acquisition is what is going to make Activision better. Like Activision's only going to get torn apart at the seams. If that acquisition doesn't happen because their employees are banking on that. They've publicly said that they want Bobby Kotick out. They want, all of these massive changes that aren't going to happen if 
you know, Activision isn't purchased by Microsoft or unless some major things start going down at the company, I guess. Um, so yeah, it, at the end of the day, this is, uh, this essentially outlines why I cannot stand politicians because they are, in my opinion, all the same. They all are pushing their own, you know, agenda. And, you know, obviously there's a reason why he's going in support of Activision here. What is that reason? We don't know, but like, Mm -hmm. that's personally why I just, I hate politics in general. Bernie would never do this. Yeah, it's a crazy situation that Activision seems to just getting worse and worse. And it does get worse and worse. We've got two more stories here from them uh, in the Activision section that we got going on here. I apologize. My internet also just dipped again. <laughs> so I, I, I caught what you said, Dan, but it, it was kind of jumbled because of my internet. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't even think it's my internet. I think it's just Discord that's messing up with me right now because everything else is still working. Anyways. Activision to raise pay to all QA testers. Well, almost all of them. Activision Blizzard has announced that it will be uh, converting nearly 1,100 U.S.-based temporary and contingent QA workers to full-time positions. That's good. The company says that the change will increase Activision's publishing total full-time staff by 25% uh, following the recent conversion of nearly 500 contractors to full-time employees. However, some dozen QA team members at Raven Software were not part of this transition, leading to a walkout of the studio. Uh, along, the, along with the move to full-time, QA workers will have their hourly rate increased to $20 per hour and will be able to partake in the company's bonus plan and ha- have access to full-time benefits. And there was an update to this story, and it reads, new details about Activision Blizzard's plan to, for converting QA testers to full-time employees have emerged and in this statement to bloomberg the raven employees who formed a union early this year will not receive new pay bumps either due to the legal obligations due to the national labor Re- uh, relations act and uh the reason that activision gave was the they cited the labor broad v exchange parts law something some law which states employees could violate the national labor or sorry which states employers could violate the national labor reactions act if they confer economic benefits on its employees for the purpose of inducing them to vote against the union so they're trying to sway the ravens people to to not unionize basically right and uh yeah that is another story from activision they 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 had us in the first half (laughs) pretty much yeah and uh they still couldn't uh couldn't stick the landing it looks like this, I, I missed this article completely. I, the the headlines that I saw, of course, on Twitter was that um, the eleven hundred contractors would, you know, get a pay increase, or they'd get more protections. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh, some good news is actually yeah. happening. <laughs> I had no idea until you just said that. Actually, that's not true for the Raven side, right? Yeah. Which which is terrible. Um, the silver lining, um, and I'm and I'm reaching here, by the way. <laughs> Um, is the recent Amazon union, which is like one of the biggest unions I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I never thought like Amazon workers would be able to unionize. And from what I've heard um, through Twitter is that several employers at uh, companies all across the U.S. are reaching out to that union um, to like get more information on on, on how they were able to to get that through um, and to like kind of avoid union busting. Mm-hmm. And so the silver running here, here's my reach, is that I hope that um, 
all these Activision workers, um, regardless of whether you work at you know ABK or Raven or whatever, end up finding a way to unionize so that they will be protected eventually, right? See, and that's like that's like the ironic part because like essentially Raven unionized unionizing is what drove Activision to do this for the eleven hundred employees, and like obviously due to you know whatever regulations i don't understand it but the regulations for unions they can't you know apply those changes for them but like the timing is the issue the timing of it all because if they if activision had done this before you know it wouldn't have have ever gotten to this point but instead they waited until uh until raven had unionized so now they're doing this change which is great for 1100 people but then you're still screwing mm. over raven that it has unionized now so yeah it does it, it sucks um but obviously um i guess a tiny little sliver of hope uh is that like raven's you know unionization has driven activision to make some quality changes i guess uh, for the, everyone else, it, just not for them, unfortunately. Yeah. This is so complicated, and I, I wish it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish, I wish it were more simple. I wish it was just like everyone cares about their workers. That's yeah. that's my yeah. ideal situation. Absolutely, like it. It is complicated, but it doesn't need to be. It could be mm-hmm. pretty simple. Exactly. Um, moving on to our final Activision story: Vicarious Visions is eaten by Activision Blizzard. They ate them. It's the end of an era. <laughs> For game developer Vicarious Visions, the Albany, New York-based studio, best known for its work on the Tony Hawk and Guitar Hero franchises, is now officially part of Activision Blizzard. The merger was announced in 2021, and going forward, Vicarious Visions will lose its name and officially become uh, a new Blizzard studio. The development team will remain in Albany, New York, but going forward, the people there will be, quote, fully dedicated to working on Blizzard titles the studio will henceforth be called blizzard albany which is in keeping with the style of the other teams such as blizzard austin and texas no layoffs though are planned as a part of the merger in fact activision blizzard management plans to grow its development teams in a major way in the future and as i said i think i said this earlier but they are yeah i did uh vicarious visions known for tony hawk and guitar hero uh but now they are another blizzard studio I didn't know that their name is. I mean, it makes sense. Of course, they they got acquired. Their name would have to change. It's that makes it more sad than anything. Yeah, <laughs> seeing them change the Blizzard at Albany, what a total yeah. loss of identity. Not just in terms of like what games they want to make, but now being relegated to like support essentially. Of course, another silver lining here is that we hope that once uh, the acquisition from Microsoft goes through, that then Phil Spencer would be able to reverse this or you know if they so choose you know go back to being vicarious visions and to make the games they want but that's a that's a big if right and even still they are support now they're transitioning over and that acquisition doesn't happen until sometime later next year um i would wager that there would even if they did reverse back to vicarious right that they would still have to finish up whatever support they were whatever project they're working on for blizzard however long that that takes and so we wouldn't even see Vicarious proper until years down the road if that ever happens. So, yeah. disappointing again. Yeah, I, I like you're saying, Christian. I, I suspect that Vicarious is probably not going to come back, even with Microsoft's acquisition, because 
I just don't see Phil saying, all right, let's go back to the well and bring this name back. It would be a cool thing to see, but I just don't, I don't know that he'll do that, unfortunately. Yes. Well, I think we have exited the blizzard. It is finally time to move on from these Activision Blizzard stories and move in to some Halo updates. Dan, I'm going to read off some stuff, but this is all you, my friend. I'm going to read out the information I got, but I think you're more, <laughs> more equipped to handle this story than I. So I will read the first one here. Certain Affinity announces a deeper partnership with 343. Certain Affinity, Certain Affinity has long been a close partner with Microsoft and Xbox, having worked on Halo games for years. We have, well, when I say we, I'm reading from, <laughs> I'm reading from uh, Windows Central and the author is, uh, what is his name here? Yes, thank you. Because he he refers to himself uh, quite a few times in the article, so I, I don't want anybody to think that I have insider information here. Uh, certain if it, uh, we have it on good authority that the studio is also contributing to the to another upcoming games, including Perfect Dark, while pot- potentially also making all an all new exclusive on its own. Dub Surete. I think that's how you pronounce it. Today, the studio announced that it is deepening its contributions to Halo, specifically work on Halo Infinite, which has been under scrutiny for its relatively slow pace of updates. Earlier in the year, uh, Jez revealed that Certain Affinity is working on a new mode for Halo Infinite, codename Takana. No, Tanaka, I think. Okay. And today, it would appear CA has confirmed it. Exactly what Halo Infinite's uh, Takana is remained to be seen, but rumors I've received lately point to it being a battle battle royale, all complete with a shrinking arena as well. I suspect that it will have unique twists or two, differentiating them from the Call of Duty War Zones and Fortnites of the world. So that is a certain affinity partnership story. Dan, what are your thoughts about 343 and Certain Affinity teaming Mm -hmm. up? Very excited because obviously Certain Affinity has a long history with Halo uh, ever since it was created because the studio was founded by uh, one of the head guys at Bungie working on Halo 2 back in the day. He was one of the big multiplayer uh, designer or directors back in in the day, Max Oberman. And Max does a phenomenal job with his studio. Like as the founder, he has built that studio from the ground up and like in the early days they were doing a lot of support stuff for like call of duty and halo and like like map packs and that kind of stuff but now like they're really building a huge company and a lot of like the uh benefits and stuff like that for his employees phenomenal like i follow him on twitter and see all the praise that his company gets so just want to say that's phenomenal on that side of this the partnership but uh, as far as the game goes, uh, I do think that it would make sense for a battle royale for, for to come from certain affinity because obviously their close relationship with Halo and also uh, including elements like AI, like, you know, you have just like Warzone from Halo 5, you have AI combatants and you have player combatants on the arena. arena. So I could see you, you know, dropping in a battle royale and a bunch of elites and grunts and all kinds of enemies are on the map with, you know, your traditional, you know, 100 players or whatever it is. That sounds super freaking awesome. Like I've always been very excited for a battle royale, but I've also said 
it doesn't need one back, you know, when people were saying, oh, it needs one at launch. I was like, no, it doesn't need one, but it would be amazing to have. And like just the experience, like dropping in an ODST drop pod into the map, mm, that would be so <laughs> cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited to see where this lands and uh, see how long uh, it will be until we see this. I suspect it's probably at least a year out. Uh, so I don't think it's anything we're going to see this year, but yeah, very, very excited. Christian, any any thoughts on this partnership? No, I was going to ask Dan a question, and he already answered it just on his own, on his own okay. which was, does Halo need a battle royale, you know, months out? Because I knew he, I knew his, his, um, back when the game was launching, right? We we heard his thoughts on the show, and I want to see if his thoughts had changed now. And yeah, my only other thought was when we see this. But with this being announced now, I don't think it would. I mean, if it, if it did release this year, it'd probably be like holiday. But even then, that's probably might be a bit too early, considering that it's we're already in April and this yeah. has just been announced. So, yeah, a year out sounds about sounds about right. Something that is around the corner though is Halo Infinite Season Two Lone Wolves got an announcement trailer earlier this week, and it's starting May third. It comes with new maps, new modes, new limited time events, and a new battle pass. Uh, Dan, how excited are you for season two of Lone Wolf? <laughs> Very excited to finally get some content because obviously it's been a drought. Uh, originally, they were supposed to have three-month seasons, but season one was extended to six months because they weren't essentially ready for constant content development yet. And uh, again, that's an issue with Microsoft. They should have delayed the game again at the end of the day. I, I, again, I've said this a million times on here. I'm, I wasn't upset that they released when they did because I get to play the game. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to play. But there are a lot of things that people have been waiting for and we're still waiting. And hopefully, uh, hopefully season two will kind of launch the, you know, start of 343 being caught up essentially to be able to continuously keep putting out awesome uh, content updates um, by a season, season by season basis. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then fun. season three is when, um, is it, uh, Forge is, it comes yes. to Halo, is that right? Okay. Correct, yeah. And Forge is a huge, huge part of Halo, like especially the last 10 years. Like it's such an important piece because custom games and crazy maps and just, you know, all of the tools that Forge gives you, it's such an important piece. So um, obviously Infinite's Forge is even more, you know, detailed and, and insane than any other Forge before. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to kind of see that hands-on with it and everything. But uh, yeah, it's season three is almost going to be like the so-called complete launch of Halo Infinite. And uh, yeah. I have a loaded question for you if we have the time. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Dan, how do you feel about people calling it a dead game? Because I take issue with that. Because when yeah. I think of dead game, Halo is is nowhere near that. That that's when I'm thinking dead game. I'm thinking like, you know, um, I swear to God, if you say Destiny, I was or like a you know even Battlefield Five to, to yeah. an extent, right? Yeah. Like Halo at its core still has its players, right? Maybe the numbers have dipped, but like it's still a strong game at its core, and the mm -hmm. updates are soon coming. Think of also like GTA Online when that first released. Like, it didn't launch with a lot of content, and like we had the story stuff, but like heists weren't even there yet. Yeah. Um, the loading was like abysmal. There was tons of connectivity issues, and like that isn't happening with Halo, right? Right. So like similar to like GTA Online now is like this constant drip of like 
content, you know, after every few months where we're getting something new and different, like that's coming for Halo as well. I would not call it a dead game just yet. And and that's uh, like Ro knows all about that being a huge Destiny fan because people constantly say Destiny is a dead game. And I'm just like, no, it's not. There's millions of people that are playing it still. Like, and every time there's a, a big expansion that comes out, millions of people go to Destiny and play it. Like, it's not a dead game. I'm so tired of people saying that and labeling games as a dead game. It's stupid. Uh, but See Avengers for that one. Yeah, well, <laughs> true. But, but like also people are pointing, people point to Halo Infinite's Steam numbers and say, oh, look, their Steam numbers are at like, you know, I don't know, 6,000 players or whatever in the last 24 hours. Halo Infinite or Halo in general hasn't been a big PC game. It hasn't even been on PC in, except for the last few years. 343 ported Master Chief Collection to PC and now Halo Infinite. Before that, it was a console game 99% of the way. So uh, obviously, most of your players are going to be on console no matter what. I, unless the game blows up you know, to the point where everyone is playing it, I don't ever see PC uh, overtaking Xbox in terms of player count on Halo. So uh have have you been taking a break from halo at all dan or have you been playing pretty consistently since oh, you picked I, it up yeah <laughs> I, i've gotten every single weekly ultimate reward nice. <laughs> since the game launched which you have to do all the challenges in order to get that reward so yes i have not stopped stupid question i don't even know why i asked <laughs> Moving on to our next Halo uh, tidbit here is Halo Master Chief Collection is still getting some pretty meaty updates. Uh, one of the big ticket items for the April 11th update, which it already happened, so awesome, patch, uh, it came with a new mode, uh, Flood Fight Firefight, which is a co-op cross-play supported... Uh, oh, sorry. That's not what Flood Firefight is. Sorry, let me uh, start over here. But uh, the new mode was Flood Firefight, and the Flood Firefight, which is, as the name suggests, as uh, Flood enemies to firefight uh, to firefight rounds. The Flood appear in Firefight with an eerie-looking fog element that dramatically fades in and out. Additionally, Flood can get into vehicles, and they have new animations. As well, what was added, what I was trying to say earlier, uh, cross-play support has been added to Halo 3 and ODST. And uh, some new um, customization options have been added to Halo 4 uh, via weapon customizations as well. I think I feel like I butchered the Flood Firefight mode. So, Dan, is what, what can people expect with that new mode? This is actually insane. Like, ODST, when it launched, it didn't come with any of this. Like, uh, there was no flood in Halo 3 ODST at all. There was no, like, customization to the extent that you can do here. There was no elites in Halo 3 ODST. It was all brutes. Uh, so this is super cool. Like they're literally adding all flood enemies. And also like the cool part is like, I saw a clip online, Sergeant Johnson. So for people who don't know, Sergeant Johnson's like a really awesome character in, in Halo. And he's like really beloved. Uh, if you're playing as Sergeant Johnson and you die on the map, the little flood spore will literally like crawl up on him and infect him and turn him into a flood. It's just so freaking awesome to see that kind of stuff in firefight because it's never been done before. Obviously this is all brand new content. And like, I have to like I have to give a major shout out to Splash Damage, who is the developer that's been working their asses off on Master Chief <laughs> Collection since uh, since the port to PC and them adding all of this new content. That's been their major partner with 343, and 
like they have done such an amazing job to make Master Chief Collection what it is today. And like, it's unbelievable that we are still getting brand new content in this game that came out in 2014, Master Chief Collection. Like that just blows my mind. And it's all free. It's all free. There's nothing, there's no microtransactions, no charged content. It's all free. Um, and it's also cool to see uh, cross-play for co-op campaign on PC and Xbox uh, on Halo 3 and Halo 3 ODST because um, that was something Gage and I had talked about because he plays on PC, I play on Xbox. He's like, oh, we can't play campaign together. Well, now you can on, on those two games and hopefully the other the other uh, four games will get that as well. So, yeah, very cool. And there's so much more than what we've talked about here, but I don't need to go on and on. But <laughs> there's there's so much content in this update. It's so cool. Yeah, as Dan said, like that 2014 was when this game came out, and we're still getting updated since 2022. I think that's awesome, and especially with how it it launched, it, it was not such a great yeah. not such a great state, and it's such like a, a No Man's Sky Final Fantasy 14 situation. Uh, for this one so like same you, same yeah, hat would, same hat yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah so it's like games like cyberpunk 2022 20, 2027 sorry avengers you can do it you can turn it around but just stop making the same mistakes over and over it's like there's history has proven that you could turn your game around even if it doesn't launch in such a great way as the master chief collection has done another question here because when dan was saying all this um i i usually go to like um uh, Hello Games is one uh, respawn with like Apex um, and of course uh, Fortnite as like best ongoing support. Uh, is MCC ever nominated? I don't remember. I don't. Nope. Dan always makes a. I, it's, <laughs> always yeah. gets upset about that. It infuriates <laughs> me because the, they've literally done a phenomenal job in the year that you know we were on the Game Awards reacting row. They were freaking putting out banger updates and nobody was talking about it. Nobody mm-hmm. cared, but. You're right, Christian. Nobody, nobody has <laughs> given them any acclimate at her. Accolade, yeah, yeah, they should. Yeah, that's my take. We've made it. PXN News of the Week is over. So I gotta ask, what you got for me, uh, Dan? What you got for me? <sighs> I got a lot, uh, but I'll go quick. NBA <laughs> 2K22. I played a little bit with uh, Glenn over the weekend, and. Uh, my goodness, how is this still a thing in basketball games where you freaking pass to someone and it throws it all the way down the court and you're just like, why? Why are you throwing down the court? There's a guy two feet from me. Throw it to that guy. Uh, but no, I, we had some fun with it. it it's a lot of fun. Uh, I just like to poke fun at that because I'm just like, what NBA player is literally just going, yep, throw it downtown all the way across court. But yeah. Uh, also, guys... Uh, I made a terrible decision for my wallet and I bought the two terabyte uh, expansion card for my Xbox Series X because I was tired of moving content constantly. Uh, so that got me uh, some more storage for a, a very large Rich price. Rich Dan, electric toothbrushes and two terabyte expansions. I mean, <laughs> we're in the heater right now too, or the yeah. AC, one of those. I mean, there's a there's probably a storm here coming. See, I in case you guys were looking before, I was literally like looking. There's a severe weather statement or severe mm. thunderstorm watch right now. But anyway. you want to know how I know? Okay, never mind. Sorry, what? You want to know how I know how I know this? Oh. Apart from you telling me. I've been I've been talking to a girl on Hinge. And, and <laughs> it I, all goes know, back I, to Hinge. 
<laughs> and so I like you know made a made a uh, you know suggestion that we hang out this weekend get some coffee. Turns out she's in the Dakotas. Oh, uh, until May, and I'm like, I mean, cool. You know, you know, we're still talking. And I'm glad to hang out. But I'm like, you know, what's the weather like right now? And it's like, oh, there's severe weather storms, like uh, warnings all across the East Coast. So, oh, oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> GM told me. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've still been playing Jurassic World Evolution, enjoying that. And actually, also, I bought Jurassic World Evolution too because I loved the first one so much in Games with Gold. I haven't played it yet, though, so I'll, I'll wait for impressions there. Also, played a bunch of VR with Christian over the weekend. Or, wait, that wasn't the weekend. What day it was, was Monday. it? Monday. Monday. And, uh, yeah, that rock climbing still giving me some uh, nightmares <laughs> on that, that rock <laughs> climb. Oof, that was bad. Uh, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll save the VR. St- I'll, I'll go into them on my section. About okay. that. I got stories. Uh, and then, of course, last week after the podcast, I think it was, yeah, like Thursday last week, uh, I worked on a, a personal project. I just wanted to shout it out. Uh, so if anybody doesn't know my dog my childhood dog had passed away uh a a while ago uh, two weeks ago now uh and uh i just wanted to kind of do something to kind of memorialize her so i did that on my personal channel uh so if you want to check that out you can but uh no i just wanted to have something for her so yeah that's it you share that to the to the, the twitter chat that we've got going it was a very sweet video yes i enjoyed it indeed um christian do you want to give us what yeah. you got for me since you're talking about the vr stuff i'll jump right in i haven't been playing much this week i've mostly been kind of hanging out working on personal projects on my own end i forgot to say last week too my first ever like i guess job in the actual industry well it felt like in the industry um released last week and i totally forgot to mention it so i'll mention it now i got to be part of an interview with um ed uh, mcmillan which of course uh, is a binding of isaac and super meat boy fame so i, I worked on the uh, editing that interview that was part of that process it was very cool yeah thank you um and so i was kind of just hanging out this week just chilling uh, working on other, other projects and i texted dan like yo when's when's vr when are we hanging out and he's like well i'm free anytime like these days let's let's play so i said screw it let's hit up rec room and i did not know how insane rec room was I think I like it more than VR chat. Like you can create your own rooms and stuff in there. And so there's like tons of like discovery, like in Little Big Planet or you know your your dreams games. Like you can do all these kinds of games. But like I don't know the the way like physics work in that game is pretty cool. There's like parkour maps. I think was it Stunt Runner or something like that. What yes, I think so. Yeah, you're like sliding on walls and jumping off and like climbing and stuff. And so we we did rock climbing as well, and it was hilarious because Dan is like afraid of heights i think he mentioned yes and those walls are absurdly tall <laughs> like i was staring at my ceiling uh trying to look up to see the top of this place and dan were in, and i were trying to climb it <laughs> i had fallen and i see dan not not being able to move because he was like too scared to look down and he kept going higher <laughs> and then i heard the loudest scream and i see him like falling from oh the my top. god <laughs> I felt so bad. He said he had his eyes closed the whole time, the whole fall down. Yep. I so did. what did that... I make him do next row? What did you, you make guess? him do? You made, made him climb. Go... No, I made him go into a horror like game called The Back Rooms. Oh rooms, my god! You know what The Back Rooms are. You know like what to envision. If you don't, I suggest looking up The Back Rooms on YouTube. Think of like creepy liminal spaces. Those are The Back Rooms, except there's monsters about. 
And so we're playing this together, and I'm terrified out of my goddamn mind. And <laughs> there's a moment where you have to literally. I I was lying down on my on my carpet because there's a a small like vent in the in the game, and you have to crawl through the vent. So I'm on my I'm lying down playing VR, and then we just, like get out of there, and like I. I, there's a monster around the corner and I see it first and I tell Dan to run and he doesn't believe me for some reason <laughs> and he's just like what and then dies and so now it's just me by myself yeah it was it was incredible thanks for hanging out with me Dan I had fun yeah the monster I think ate my face off it was terrifying you are fun you are so fun like I'm afraid of heights and I'm afraid of horror games so I don't know which one is scarier yeah. to, to me <laughs> But both of those sound absolutely horrifying, but fun at the same time. <laughs> there, there's fun stuff as well. There's the parkour. There, there's paintball. There's like lighthearted activities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Rashan, what you got for me? <laughs> well, Rashan, <laughs> I've been playing Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I have made it to the post game. I beat the main campaign, and I'm in the post game now, and it is quite challenging actually. Post game. There's post game in this Kirby game, yeah. Oh. And um, basically, it's a it's they're remixes of the levels that you've already played, kind of like condensed on these like different islands. So you go through collecting these things. I won't say what these things are uh, to access the final boss. And I am currently fighting the final boss. And I think I've got him now. I have it paused on my Switch right now. I but it took me like. I think six attempts to get where I am now, which is saying something for a Kirby game, honestly, because usually you just get him on the first the first down. It's quite challenging, surprisingly, for, for a Kirby game. So I'm having a good time. And uh, yeah, I was surprised that there was a post game, like you said, Christian, at all. Yes, Christian. Did you play Metro Dread? Yes, I love Metro Dread. How does this come? How did the Kirby boss, this final Kirby boss, compare to like uh, any Metro Dread boss? Is it like that same kind of difficulty where it's like demanding focus, gameplay, and kind of timing? No, no, it's it's not that that crazy. I think I think I'm more comparing it to itself or to Kirby itself, in terms of like Kirby's past bosses haven't been mm-hmm. as difficult or as challenging as as this one. Uh, Metroid Dead definitely demands a bit more concentration than than Kirby. Not to say that this final boss doesn't uh, ask for that, ask for your concentration. It's like a lot of moves that he's doing. Like, and if you're not focusing, you're gonna get hit, and that, I can't say that for like earlier bosses in this very same game. If you just like spam a bunch of attacks, you're gonna get them eventually. But this one, you need to make sure that you're dodging and using your attacks and stuff like that. So, I I want to play this game before the end yeah. of the year. <laughs> I I would suggest you do it. It's it's pretty good. I think it's one of. I mean, we're very early on still in in 2022, but it's definitely one of the better games that I've played this year. And that's not saying much. I haven't played that many games this year, to be honest. But uh, I'm having a blast with Kirby right now. And I'm also playing a visual novel called Katoa Shoujo, which is a free visual novel that is available to just download if you want to. I've heard great things on it, but the premise made me think that this was not going to be tasteful at all. Basically, it is about a boy who goes to a uh, school for disabled people because he has a heart, heart attack and he can't go back to his older school. He needs to be supervised at all times. And it's an anime game about disabled girls. But apparently... The story is very well done, and so far, it is it is actually really well done, and it's actually really wholesome. So I was surprised that it was wholesome and not <laughs> terrible. Uh, so they're actually handling the subject matter with care, which I was pleasantly surprised by. So I will give you an update as I continue playing that game, or I should say reading that game. But yeah, I, I made a vow to play more visual novels, and I am continuing with Katsuwa Shoujo. I'm looking yeah. at images now. 
yeah, it's a ten-year-old game. It, it 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 celebrated its anniversary, I think, in December of last year or something like that. It's it's pretty old. But yeah, the twenty twelve uh, cover of this game is wild. Oh god, I, I don't know if I've even seen that yet. I, I'll check it out later. Oh god. Well, here we are. We've made it to the topic of the show finally. Nintendo. I am the Nintendo aficionado, and I will be guiding you through the Nintendo news here. I didn't write this here. I don't think for you guys, but there is one story that I forgot to add, and the Nintendo has made another acquisition, and that is new land. Nintendo has bought some land f- to expand their uh, research and development uh, pra- uh, opportunities, I guess you could say. Nobelian on Twitter writes, Nintendo has acquired land adjacent to their own headquarters for $40 million. Nintendo believes acquiring and utilizing this land will carry an important role on reinforcing their R&D. Uh, that's just a little tidbit I wanted to add there. Uh, not much to say, honestly. Just, just funny that Nintendo bought land while everybody's buying studios. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like, I mean, that's it's also like perfectly Nintendo. Like they do yeah. cool stuff. Like everyone's been ta- a lot of people on my feed have been talking about Ring Fit Adventure, and like, yeah, we don't see that a lot in the console space. And here, we, you know, Nintendo's making something like this. So furthering R and D stuff could be very cool for other quirky Nintendo products. I can't speak much much for that cardboard game that like <laughs> Labo, my, yeah, like, uh, Labo, yeah. But that's like, true. Still, that, they tried it, and it was a thing that existed, and so I, like those kind of things are are pretty usually pretty cool from Nintendo. So I look forward to those. So if if R and D can fund more cool stuff like this, then, then consider me excited. Yes. Something that uh, Nintendo might be re- researching and developing is a Switch successor. This comes from IGN. Logan Plant writes, Will The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 launch on an as-yet unrevealed Nintendo console? Some tech experts are theorizing that that could be the case based on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2's most recent round of footage. Over on Digital Foundry, first reported by GamesRadar, Richard Ledpeter, uh, Ledbetter, <laughs> John Lineman, and Alex Betagalia <laughs> dissected the most recent Breath of the Wild 2 footage, pointing out a couple of details that suggest the next big Zelda game might be too big to perform on the current mm. Switch hardware. Um, yeah, I, I, I would never would have thought that, but watching the dissection, I guess it's possible. I, I mean, what are, what are your guys' thoughts on it being too big? First, Person, of, sorry. first, first of all, like... It is insane to me how a few seconds of footage, like, this yeah. sound is so good. And be like, hmm, the anti-aliasing on these clouds just, like, seems like it's not, a, like, it's it's too much for um, the vanilla, you know, switch to run something. It has to be some yeah. kind of new hardware. And that really got me thinking, right? And I got a lot of, a lot of people thinking. I, I, my answer, Ro, just to, because you asked it, because the, the article asked, is it coming to <laughs> a new Nintendo Switch? That's a hard one to to really answer but i don't think it'd be anything kind of switch to right i don't think it would be like akin to like a ps4 to ps5 jump i think it'd be something more like an iterative kind of jump like a like a, a new version like a, a new version of a ds right like a like a the switch pro if you want to call it that right um because obviously nintendo wants to sell as many copies of breath of the wild 2 as they can right so being putting it on an exclusive console i don't think would make sense if it were pro that would explain kind of these visual upgrades and like the like how lush and like like on the fidelity alone how it's presenting itself and like how yeah. it's able to run uh, and then you can downgrade for um you know the switch base model that could be very likely if that happens i think i would 
I'd probably buy Switch Pro, to be honest, because I want Breath of the Wild 2 to look as good as possible for, for my own playstyle. Um, but it's a, it's a big TBD, right? I don't know. It comes up pretty soon. I totally agree with you, Christian. I think I think it is more likely that it'll be like a Switch Pro next year uh, rather than a Switch successor. Um, and like maybe this is kind of a, a product of Breath of the Wild being delayed, or Breath of the Wild 2 rather, being delayed mm -hmm. to next year. So they're like, hey, we got to have something that shows off the power of this console or this iterative console to say like what's different about it and like how it's better. So like, what better way to do that than Breath of the Wild 2 kind of illustrating that? And obviously the game's still going to work on, you know, current Nintendo Switch. They're not going to go back on that. But um, obviously they, there's ways they can make it work like more, you know, fog or whatever to limit the draw distance and stuff like that. I don't It'll be interesting for sure. Um, but I, I, I agree with you, Christian. Definitely. Yeah, I, I don't think Nintendo would want to... Uh put breath of the wild 2 out on an exclusive system either uh that just that would make much that they are showing this footage on like an upgraded switch model or, or whatever they're working or developing breath of the wild on and it'll just look i'm using big quotes on this this one just look worse <laughs> on the regular uh switch and oled models as opposed to the pro version but uh and and we say worse but like yeah. I played the last of us part two on my base original ps4 and like yeah, compared to PS4 Pro, sure, the game looks worse, but it's still a stunning. It's game, still amazing. You know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but yeah, I I, yeah. I want to ask too because, bro, do you have a Switch OLED? Yes, I do. How right how here. would you how would you feel as someone who you know just bought it, right? <laughs> yes. If if a new Switch is coming out, like how would you feel right. having just bought this one this year, right? Not to mention maybe other people have like Steam decks as well. Yeah. Um. I would I'm I am kind of bummed about the news to be honest. I like I wish I waited a little bit longer because if a Switch 2 does come out I'm probably not going to get it just uh because of my situation right now. I could trade it in and just yeah. like switch it and and just do that. That that makes sense honestly, but um honestly I am totally fine with playing uh again, big quotes, <laughs> a lesser version of Breath of the Wild 2 because I still thing breath of the wild the first one was is beautiful and if it looks just as good as that one i i'm going to be totally fine with it um so i guess i'm i'm not really bothered honestly to be completely honest but um yeah yeah and that's because like the art style of these games looks so good that i don't even think they de demand yeah like higher fidelity kind of systems i mean if anything right having a new hardware would let them play around with you know the actual like ai that's that's in the game right or certain like kind of weather elements like bolster that up and that'd be more immersive but i don't think it would compromise um any of the gameplay necessarily definitely yeah i mean the gate like luigi's mansion uh mario odyssey those are like some beautiful games that are that are yeah. at this point like years old now i don't know why game freak seems to just not be taking advantage of the software but that is to be that's something <laughs> completely different but yeah, there's some beautiful games on the Switch, and like you're saying, it's because of the art style that they choose to to go with that a pro model will just enhance that even more. Mario Kart 8 is still yes, beautiful. it's a Wii U game, and that's a, and that's a Wii U game. <laughs> yeah, where where is our Mar Mario Odyssey sequel? Like, where is that at? Where's um, Donkey Kong? I don't know. Yeah, where's F Zero? Yeah, Star Fox. Where's <laughs> any like Zelda reports? <laughs> 
Windmaker. Oh, Windmaker. Yeah. I'm still waiting on, on Windmaker. Skyward. No, we got Skyward Sword. Yeah. I, I didn't want Skyward Sword. <laughs> on Wind Waker, damn it. Or Twilight mm-hmm. Princess. I haven't played that uh, that game yet. Um, but moving on to our next little tidbit here. Nintendo has contracted Bandai Namco to be working on a 3D remaster, an unannounced 3D remaster. Bandai Namco appears to be cooking up something new, and it looks like and is looking to be a remaster of a remake of a 3D action game for Nintendo. A user on Reset Era first noted the collection uh, of job listings, which suggests that Bandai Namco has been contracted by Nintendo to give an unnamed game a full HD overhaul. The project is currently hiring a planner to do uh, a planner and two visual artists, with the uh, latter seemingly focused on reworking and designing 3D backgrounds. Uh, exciting stuff! There's a Nintendo partnership that's going on with Bandai Namco that could bring us a new HD remaster. What could that be? <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm hoping. That it's Kid Icarus. It's not, but I'm hoping it's Kid Icarus <laughs> Uprising or any Kid Icarus. We're staying online is that they hope it is Uprising. That's yeah. what it was kind of leading to, right? That would be dope. That would be dope. What about a game Elden we've Ring. talked about on here before? Star Fox Adventure. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think I know that game is mediocre, but I would love I it. I know. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have been asking for, for Star Fox as well. I've seen that as online as well as the Kid Icarus stuff. Um, I saw F Zero, but I wouldn't call it a 3D action game. Maybe I don't know. I guess I guess action game is pretty Have pretty blanket G- statement. Game is intense. I guess yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. There's You're there's right. a lot that it could be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any hopes that uh, what what what? It doesn't even have to be a, a 3D remaster or, or a 3D action game, I guess. But what are you hoping that this uh, remaster brings? Like, wh- any ideas of what you think it could be? Yeah, any of the Dark Souls games. <laughs> oh, yeah, bring them over to the Switch. That's, that's my hope. Um, awesome. I think I think Uprising is is a a good one, and that's like it seems to be what a lot of people are kind of suggesting and pointing to and and kind of wanting. And I've never played it, so that'd be a good opportunity for me. So I hope that one is actually would come true. How Dan? how about a Mario sixty four remake, except in the Odyssey engine? This isn't bad. That's not <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just I'm throwing some <laughs> crazy awesome. ideas out there, you know? <laughs> that would be awesome, though. I will I say, I, I, for all the times I ragged on Odyssey, because I don't, I'm not in love with Odyssey the way other people are, I went back and was playing Galaxy 1 just for fun, because I think that one's my favorite. Um, and then I found myself missing a lot of the moveset that Odyssey had with Mario, because that, I realized that Odyssey moveset is it's perfect it's, it's really so good, good. It's really <laughs> the, good. the hop the the cartwheel everything i love everything. it yeah it's fantastic um yeah i i don't think it's super likely that it's kid Icarus, but i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping that it is that's the one that i want i love that game on the 3ds countless hours on that back in high school damn i love that game so i'm hoping that it's that um that they partner with uh whoever to to make that a, a reality or bandai namco uh makes it a thing and if I know Dan got his remastered suggestion. Let me throw one out too. I know it's not Bandai Namco either. Kirby Air Ride. Sequel yes. or remaster or whatever. Oh Anything Kirby Air Ride. Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Forget Kid Icarus. Bring that back. Never mind. <laughs> That's my dream now. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Christian, you wrote something in the doc here. So 
what is something that you thought yeah. about before we end? You had a question written down, which is like, what would be a system seller for yes. a new Switch, iter- like a Switch Pro or Switch yes. 2, whatever you want to call it, right? whatever it is. Obviously, the big one that we were talking about is Breath of the Wild 2. Then I started thinking like, oh, wait, there's been a long rumor of both a remaster mm. right, of, of, of these games coming yep. and the, the newest sequel that like recently got announced, and that is Metroid Prime. Any of nice. these Prime games would be perfect for like if they are remastering them or remaking them whatever whatever they end up doing for like a, a new switch it would be oh my god it would be it would be fantastic yeah that would be awesome especially i i wouldn't usually call metroid dread a, a system seller but after metroid sorry i wouldn't call metroid a system seller but after metroid dread i think that like the hype is there for that mm-hmm. franchise again and prime is like obviously so anticipate prime 4 is obviously so anticipated so yeah, that would, that would be awesome if they uh, yeah Metroid Prime Four launches alongside Switch Two. That would be dope. The thing about the Switch is that it's been so successful successful that more niche titles like yeah. like Metroid and I I'll even throw in Kirby. Kirby's like a, I would say arguably more of a niche title as well. Still sell incredibly well because they're first party Nintendo titles that are made like with care, right? Animal Crossing right. for crying out loud was yeah, like yeah, the, Crossing, that's crazy yeah. that it sells sold so well. Mm-hmm. I Granted, think, that was like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, yeah, I think that was a product of COVID as and well then, as yeah, being yeah. a great game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Both things can be true. Right? Yes. For, for, for that, for Animal Crossing, yeah. Yeah, but Metroid, that would, that would I think, get a lot of people excited. Won't be wanting to purchase something that would take advantage of that hardware better. Definitely. Um, Dan, I'll, I'll ask you too. Like, if, yeah. if the Switch 2 came out and, uh, Excluding obviously Breath of the Wild two and Metroid Dread, what will get you to what game would get you to pick up that system, if anything? I mean, same as what I said before, uh, Odyssey sequel. Yeah. I mean, I just want yeah. more Mario. Obviously, like Christian alluded that he wasn't as big on Odyssey, but he loved the move set. Like, I I love that game. Like the the idea of like taking over these different characters, like the dinosaur, you throw your hat on the dinosaur <laughs> controller. That's so cool to me. I don't know. It's just <laughs> a really cool mechanic. I don't, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I would love to see them bring out an Odyssey sequel for the launch of Switch Pro. Definitely, I'm there with you. Yeah, I'm gonna throw it in because we're talking about Nintendo. Well, you know what? I want Odyssey too. I want, I want stars. I forget what they're called in Odyssey. What are they called? Moons. Yes. Yeah. I want moons to be more like of a challenge, more prominent, like a, like in terms. You know how in Galaxy or sixty four or Sunshine, there are like levels that revolve around these moons, and not just like yeah. they're there in the Placed world and you go it. grab it and like oh yeah. I want more like things built around obtaining these moons, similar mm-hmm. to like how um, Bowser's Fury had the, the you mm-hmm. know the cat moons or whatever. Shines, the cat the cat shines, shines, yeah. Cat shines, you know, built around, you know, around that. So that's my hope for Odyssey too. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for this awesome show. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Christian. And thank you for joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. And I love you guys so much. I got to thank you guys again. Thank you, Christian. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. I am Roshan. And later will be greater. Much love. Keep on gaming. <laughs> <laughs>